Welcome to the Lean Solutions Podcast, where we discuss business solutions to help listeners develop and implement action plans for true lean process improvement. I am your host, Patrick Adams. Hello and welcome to the Lean Solutions Podcast. My guest today is Paul Dunlop, and Paul brings with him over 20 years of management and manufacturing experience in a broad range of industries. In his operational management and consultancy roles, Paul has led successful lean implementation and transformations using the principles of the Toyota production system. And this is actually Paul's second time back. He was with us back in season one. So I'm excited to have you back on the show, Paul. We have lots to talk about and catch up with. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Patrick. Appreciate you having me back. I think this is actually my third time on the show. Oh, you're right. This is your, you were on twice in season one. That's right. I forgot. Good deal. We'll we'll actually link both of those episodes uh, in the show notes. So if anyone wants to go back and hear those, those are definitely uh, very valuable sessions uh, from, from the conversations that we had um, back in season one. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have you back as a, as a veteran here. That's good. I know. Th- thank you so much, Patrick. It's um, always, always a great conversation, always great questions and um, discussions. So looking forward to it. Good deal. Well, I've been, I obviously, you know, we talked about this in the, in the last uh, couple episodes, but I uh, follow you on out on social media and LinkedIn, as I'm sure many of our listeners do. And you always post great uh, value add content, uh, whether it's videos or pictures or, or whatever it may be. And uh, you know, one of the things that I think I appreciate the most about your posts is the power of visual management. You, You know, you're always showing off these these great um, examples of you know how your clients and and you know uh, different organizations that you're working with how they're utilizing visual management to really maximize the impact that they can have uh, from a continuous improvement perspective. Um, so in your experience, let's just let's dive into visual management. And let's talk about this. And in your experience, um, what do you think is the greatest value that visual management adds to an organization? Um, I, I think it's it, it's a key factor. I mean, if I'm, I guess when I'm talking to my clients and I really start to describe and express what continuous improvement is about, I, I sort of say it's three things. It, it's about the exposure and the visual exposure of waste. It's about obviously the reduction and the elimination of the waste, and it's about respect for people. So, you know. 20 years boils down, down down to that. But if we can't see the waste and see the frustrations and see the problems, then we, we can't fix them, obviously. So I think that's the key element. And if we're looking at, I think, any lean tool or any effective lean tool, it's it's, it's going to have a, a visual component or it's it's going to be solely a, a visual tool. So I think that that's the importance. And for me, you know the, the the daily huddles, the the, the daily management system, and, and tiered visual boards are really a an absolute foundational aspect and key aspect of driving that problem solving conversation and and um, creating that visibility. So um, I, I think that's for me the important thing. Um, like I said, once we've made it visual, then it's it's about bringing people together to then have a conversation around how the process is performing um so bringing that standards to life if you will and looking again at how what what the expectations are around a process's performance where it's actually happening and then as i said 
collectively, inclusively bringing people together to have the problem solving conversation and, and away we go. Perfect. And, and if someone was to now, obviously there's, there's lots of different, um, types of visual management or, or levels of visual management. Uh, but if you were to, uh, identify maybe a couple of key elements, uh, that you would find, you know, in, in, in visual management, um, anything specific come to mind around what, what would be some important pieces that need to be in place in order for your visual management to be effective? Um, that it's very, uh, simple, I think is, is really important. I think, um, you, you tend to see a lot of very pretty sign written boards and all the rest of it. I'll see lots of boards that have, um, you know, a multitude of printed charts and, and things like that, quite complicated information. And, um, I, I guess one of the things and, and the key points is tailor it to the audience. So if it's a, if it's a shop floor visual management board, with all due respect, it needs to be kept very, very simple. Um, generally people on a, on a shop floor on a, on a production line aren't used to interpreting complex data. So it, it always needs to be simple. And I'd, I'd, I'd say that at all levels anyway. Um, but I think we need to have a very clear target to actual, that, that, that needs to be very clear to read. Um, the information must be meaningful again to the people looking at that information. Um, a lot of the time there'll be things that people can't control per se. Um, they also need to understand what the metric is, how the metrics being measured. Um, the metrics of course need to be realistic and all of those sorts of things. Um, I'll, I'll go to a lot of huddles where I, I know damn well the people looking at the information have no idea what the information is that they're looking at. So how can we have a conversation around that? So I think for me, and and that it, it is actual, actually visible, um, sometimes it's it, it can be hidden, it can be numbers, it can be words, whatever. It needs to be really, really simple. Um, you know, colors, lines, whatever it needs to be. So I, th I think there's some of the key points. This, this is about in engagement. This is about access. And again, this is about really in engaging people in that problem solving conversation for me the, the purpose of daily management is again around that exposure so yes we're exposing the, the perhaps the process deviation we're also exposing where the process is working um and then it's about i guess the next part of exposure is really getting people to connect to um be candid and to open up and discuss what they're seeing and feeling and hearing in in their job um and and that's that's where the i think really the gold's to be found in those conversations so nice to have the 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 the, the good looking visual board but if it's not driving that conversation and that level of conversation then it's not it's not it's not working the way it should Right, right. Yeah, make, that makes uh, that makes sense. Uh, and obviously, there's uh, there's a lot of things. I mean, you, you talked about both sides of like things that are that make it successful, and also, you know, some of the things that make it that could cause it to fail. Uh, you know, if if you have visual management out there, and, I, and I, I've had similar experiences. Um, anything specifically come to mind? Like, if you were to say, like, the top maybe one or two things that if, if you do this, it definitely is not going to work the, the, you know, what on the opposite side, like what would be those kind of those failure modes where you would say, this is number one, this is number two, like, don't, 
don't do these two things or, or make sure you do these two things or it will definitely not, you know, uh, it, it won't be used as, as it in, intended to be. Um, so it, it, it must be kept up to date. And there current. you go. I like that one. <laughs> um, as again, as, as simple and as obvious as that sounds, that, that that's really important. And I guess we need to be consistent and disciplined around having those um, daily huddles or communication meetings. I, th yeah. I think they're, they're the two key things. And I mean, I'm, I'm sort of riffing on this, this discipline thing a, a lot lately, but yeah, um, because people often as well, when, when, when we're starting um, to introduce daily management and I'm, I'm, you, you know, and love this story, but it, it is difficult. Um, it, it, it takes a lot of perseverance and time to, to find the, the groove, if, if you will, for people to feel comfortable with the process and all of those sort of things. And I see people that will, oh, well, we, you know, we didn't bother having a meeting today. We'll have it, you know, on Friday sort of thing. And it, it can't work like that. We've got to have that daily cadence, that, that repetition, that focus, that practice. Um, so I, I think they're probably two of the, the uh, as simple and again, as obvious as that might sound, they're, they're really crucial. Yeah. And, and I have people ask me, well, you know, uh, what happens when I'm, you know, as the leader or as the, the person that, that that's responsible for this particular board uh, and I'm running daily huddles, what happens when, you know, I'm sick or what happens when I take vacation? Uh, you know, do we just stop the meetings until I come back? Mm. And, you know, again, that's something I see a lot, too. And it's like, no, you, you need to have you know, a backup, you need to have someone else that can step in. This is a, this is a non-negotiable meeting. It, yeah. it needs to happen consistently at whatever day or time uh, that, that you've put in place. Uh, and, and if you don't show up, someone else should step right in and, and be able to lead that meeting. And then that's also developing the next generation of leaders as well. Uh, you know, you're coaching, you know, someone else to, to uh, step up into that role, maybe um, down the road. So. But yeah, I love love that consistency is definitely key. And uh, obviously, like like I mentioned earlier, there's lots of different types of visual management, um, and we're talking uh, specifically more down the the road of daily management uh, type of visual management systems. Uh, in in specifically, what I you know comes to mind for me are SQCD boards, safety safety quality cost delivery. Sometimes you see morale. Um, listed as a, another, uh, you know, one of those metrics. But um, what can you explain maybe to the listeners that maybe are not familiar with a, an SQCD board, what that is or, or how it's used when it comes to daily management? Sure. And, and, and that's a good question. So the, the SQCD board um, is really operationally typically. Um, and it's they, the SQCD is, is essentially the pillars of, of the business. Um, I'll often, as you say, there might be a morale component. I usually tack a, a people bit onto, onto the start. Um, so, you know, people safety, quality cost delivery, it's sort of, in some respects, the most important thing to the least important thing. Um, so I, I, I sort of talk about it in, in, in that way. Um, then for me, you know, that, that's a, often a tiered structure with tier one being a shop floor, tier two being, you know, middle management, tier three being executive and, and strategic. And essentially we're, we're, we're cascading the metrics up and down. Um, so at a tier one level, and that's typically where I'm going to start with a, a client business, 
is that with those pillars, it's really for me, I, I simply say, what, what, what does a good day look like? So if we're going to visually represent what we're trying to achieve as a, as a team, as a department, as a function, whatever it might be, what, what, is, what is that? What is that maybe that one key objective? So from a safety point of view, we want a, an incident or injury free day. Um, from a quality point of view, that might be, you know, under a particular defect rate or whatever that might be. So we're, we're setting that um, clear, again, um, realistic target and we're visually representing um, our performance against that. So we can have, again, um, certainly we'd, we'd like to have lead indicators in there just as much as, as lag indicators. Um, on a typical um, SQCD board, I would like to see then, um, so, you know, a, an hourly daily focused as well as, um, you know, a, maybe a week on week, month on month, a, a, a trend chart to see and as a link between the daily focus, the daily problem solving conversations, and again, what effect that's happening. Um, that might then be typically you, you might have A3s um, as part of that. So the A3s will then be coming out of the trends and patterns. So we'll, we'll uncover underlying and chronic issues, reoccurring issues, and we'll start that high level problem solving. So, you know, and, and that's on a, a, a more mature board, let's say, but very simply, we'll have a, a, a simple daily target to actual and really the purpose of the board, like I said earlier, is to drive conversation. It's got to drive conversation and then ultimately it's got to drive action through PDCA. So the the real, I guess, important part of the board is always that right-hand side of the board, which is got got the issues and, and, and the follow-up activity. Um, there's going to be a date, there's going to be some responsibility there. And that's really the, the marker. Um, and at the end of the day, that's the marker of continuous improvement. How many, how many improvement ideas do we raise? How many do we action? And, and that's what, that's what I, I really want to see happen out of that board. Nice to have the conversation, um, but it, it's got to drive action and experimentation. So then that's just layered up and it's just really replicated at all levels, just in a, you know, in, in, a, in a different way. Makes sense. Uh, and, and for an SQCD board, you know, with things uh, progressing like they have from a technology perspective, uh, would do you recommend or do you prefer a, a physical board versus a digital board? Does it matter which way you go? Where, you know, do you start with a physical, then go to a digital? Again, does it matter? Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's, um, that's a really good question um, because there's obviously lots of conversation out there around digital. Um, we see lots of digital implementations. Um, I, I I use both. So I use, you know, tr a traditional board as well as um, work with technology and have digital boards. Um, so it, for, for me, it's not a either or. Um, it probably can and should be both. Um, and where I'm using a, a digital solution or a digital platform in my client businesses, there's that it, it sits alongside a, a, a traditional visual board. So I think both play together. Um, in terms of you, you can be completely digital and that's fine, or you can be completely um, manual and that's fine. Um, but I, I really do think that, and, and we can talk about this, that there, there is, um, you know, a, a large advantage in um, working towards a, a digital solution and incorporating digital. Um, digital 
isn't going to compromise the fundamentals of continuous improvement. I think it actually aids and elevates and accelerates your ability to, um, again, take take action and have those conversations. Um, typically, uh, and I think people just see a, a digital um, platform as a, just a, a display only, and a, a good digital platform will do much, much, much more than, than just that. It's not just automating data collection. It's not just a, a display. Um, but really to answer the question, um, I think a hybrid of both is advantageous and I see huge benefits in, in my client businesses that are, are going down that track. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It's a, the same direction that I see many organizations going. I always recommend that they start out with a manual just so that they understand uh, you know, what's behind the the charts, what's behind the numbers um, and, you know, putting pen to paper, there's, there's a, there's something that happens there, you know, in our, in our minds and, and uh, when we're doing that. So I always, you know, that's always my recommendation, but, but again, it's, um, it's not necessary for success, uh, but it's definitely, uh, I, I, I see the benefits of that because then you go to digital and then, you know, um, what's behind the charts, you know, you know, how to have conversations about things that you're seeing that maybe aren't looking like they should, or, you know, something's not working properly, whatever it may be. Um, so just, just something that I see what, uh, what about steps? If, if someone's listening in and they, they want to start from scratch, like they, they have no, this is the first time they're hearing about SQCD boards and they, they'd like to implement some type of visual management that will help them on their day-to-day -day journey. Um, what would be, you know, some steps that they might take to develop a good SQCD board? Um, find a piece of wall or a, a whiteboard and stick something up. Um, I mean, ultimately, I've seen so many uh, visual boards start with literally a piece of A4 paper, you know, sticky, <laughs> sticky tape to the wall. So I'm sure every business is measuring something, you know, and, and data is rarely the, the issue. Um, it's just setting that data free and making it visual. So um, it, 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 it is as simple as that. And, you know, typically when you see the things that I've posted, the examples I've posted on LinkedIn, they are very often rough and ready. They are from, you know, the, the very beginning um, and, and showing that process. And often it takes, you know, 12, 18 months of evolution for a board to settle and get to the right place. Again, it's it's trial and error, it's PDCA through that process, finding what works, what doesn't, what are the things that we need to look at. The metrics will change. So what you, you might be focused on today is going to be different in, in six months. So again, it can just be as simple as one, one chart, one target, one thing that just gets people together, gives them a, a focal point and starts that problem solving conversation. So don't I, I don't want people to feel like it needs to be anything fancy or complicated, just something really simple, something very visual that helps people to focus on what they're trying to achieve and allows them to have a conversation around improving their process or improving their job. Hey everyone, this is Patrick. So sorry to interrupt this episode of the Lean Solutions Podcast, but I felt it necessary to take a quick moment and personally invite you to the Lean Solutions Summit on October 2nd to the 4th this fall, 2023. The theme of this year's global summit is leadership, people, purpose, passion. 
passion. You do not want to miss this amazing experience with the top process improvement experts from your industry. No matter what industry you're working in, this summit has value for you. The summit offers four different industry tracks to include healthcare, corporate, higher education and nonprofit, and finally, government. Our opening keynote is Chris McChesney, the lead author of the number one Wall Street Journal best-selling business book, The Four Disciplines of Execution. The Op Sisters, Kathy Miller and Shannon Carrolls, the authors of Steel Toes and Stilettos will be joining us as well as yours truly and over 20 other speakers. The final day of the summit is full of workshops and there are limited seats for a tour of Menlo Innovations with Richard Sheridan and Zingerman's Mail Order with Dr. Jeff Liker, author of the Toyota Way. Early bird pricing is now available at Findling Solutions forward slash summit dash 2023 or you can check the show notes for a link. Now, back to the show. Yeah, I've seen organizations that, uh, you know, find a, a really nice, good looking visual board uh, in, a, in a magazine or on a website. And, you know, they go and spend a lot of money to buy something and get it shipped to them. And, and then they throw it up. And then after a few weeks, they're like, this isn't the right layout or this is we're not measuring the right stuff or, you know, so I, I completely 100 percent are in, in agreement with what you're saying. Start with a blank slate piece of paper and a pen, uh, you know, we, we used to put up uh, whiteboards that we'd find, you know, around the office area, put them out and, and throw up, uh, you know, markers and, and write up what we think and then have the owners come out and, and uh, scribble it out, write something else up there, tear it down, put something out. And we'd do that for weeks until yeah. eventually uh, we'd come to an agreement on exactly what needed to be measured, how it needed to be measured, how often would it be updated? How would we, how often would we need to update it? And all those things would come through, you know, PDCA cycles, like yeah. you were saying, uh, to get to a point. And then I'll, I'll be honest with you, even after that, we would still make adjustments to yeah. it, you know, going forward. So it's like, at what point do you actually make it permanent? Ah, that's a that's a good question. I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> and, and, and maybe you never do. Right. Um, so you know it's got to be uh, the the embodiment of what we're what we're practicing here so yeah no i, I have exactly the same experience um and and often as well it sort of speaks to you know top down you know the, the boss or the ci department will come in and here here's your visual board everybody and um you know it, it it doesn't it doesn't work and so yeah i think we just have to be prepared to go through that process as long as it takes to to arrive at the point we need to um yeah yeah no good point and and uh and i think uh the the point that you made earlier i think you said it a few times is the, the real goal is just to get the the team together and get them talking uh about you know the 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 work that's happening about some some metrics and how you're measuring success for your area and and then digging into some of those problems um that that are being identified when you're not hitting you know the metrics that you need to be hitting um, so, so what would you say, you know, from a sustainment perspective? I mean, if, if we were to throw up a board, you know, we got a team meeting there on a regular basis, maybe we've set up a tier one, a tier two. Um, how do we ensure that this stick? How do we ensure that there's a long-term commitment to this? What, any recommendations on that? Um, I guess it then starts to come down to standardization. So you're talking about before, well, we've, we've, we've got a back 
deep. So it can't just rely on a single person or, or, or a leader. We, we have to develop people. And again, that, that's part of that coaching learner methodology that we have. So we, we certainly have to have that. Um, I'd certainly that that needs to be part of, you know, leader standard work is that those those meetings happening and that, you know, particularly, you know, in the in the initial period that leaders have to have to drive that they have to make sure that those things are happening. They have to make sure people are accountable at turning up at eight o'clock in the morning and doing all of that. Sometimes it's it, it's that simple. I think after enough time, it, it does become habitual and that people provided that it's, you know, it, it is um, a, a good quality um, meeting that they, they're getting benefit and value from and that there's good quality outcomes and activity, then people are, are, are going to be attracted to that. It's going to, you know, just become part of what we do and a, a really valuable part of the day. So I, th I think over time, it, that that's just where it goes. You, you don't need to necessarily push it. People are looking forward to that and, ex and, and expecting that. Um, but yeah, so I, I would say, again, comes back to that consistency, comes back to standardizing that process. And like you said, making that a, a non-negotiable. Mm -hmm. What uh, you mentioned leader standard work earlier, uh, what what kind of involvement would you see from, uh, you know, leaders at different levels in the organization, uh, exec, you know, executive or C-suite, mid-level mid managers, um, team leaders? I mean, what, what how would they set up their leader standard work or what would their commitment or, you know, their involvement be with, you know, a, a, an SQCD process or daily management in general? Um, I think everybody has to have some involvement at all levels. So certainly, and again, it depends on the, the size of the business and, and all of these sort of things. Um, but certainly, I encourage senior managers to attend tier one meetings at least once a week. Um, you know, executives into the tier two and those sorts of things. So whatever, you know, whether it's fortnightly or weekly, at least there, there's a presence there. Um, I think, you know, part of that is is bringing, we, we want to bring everybody close to Gemba. <laughs> um, and I think that that is really important. And the, the tiered, the tiered daily management system is really that the conduit that facilitates that that flow of, um, you know, we talk about the flow of information and materials through a process. This is the flow and the good quality flow of communication through um, our hierarchy and our functions, both vertically and horizontally. So that bringing those people closer through that those daily communication meetings, because they're going to, yeah, we can, we can look at the metrics, we can look at the reports, but really getting it from from the horse's mouth and, and seeing and feeling those conversations, I think is, is absolutely critical. So definitely encouraging people to have, a, a again, what, what that is for an individual, you know, I, I don't know, but really prescribing something um, and, and regular contact into, into those lower tier meetings. Perfect how how do we how do we measure success here what what does success look like for an sqcd board um for for this type of process what how would you how would you make sure that you know that your sqcd boards are working or they're, they're giving you the value or or you're getting the results that you're looking for from this um i think a couple of things i think like i said before is just the the volume of 
um, output in terms of the the ideas, the, the the problems and frustrations that are being escalated and action through that. So that's definitely the the first thing. Uh, it's probably looking at the and and something I always will say in clients before there's actual tangible um, and measurable change. I'll hear the conversation begin to change. It'll become more positive. It'll become more constructive. People will begin to cooperate and and, and be more open. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll see that. So I think the how how you um, define that, but just the 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 tone of the, and positivity around the the conversation, I think is is really important. It starts to become a cultural shift. I think we have to be realistic as well that the, the daily management system, as good as it is, it's still there's people that still won't engage in that there'll be still people that are uncomfortable to speak up in front of the group or or, or whatever so there, there has to be other layers to that conversation too and that's often where i think leader standard work starts to come into play again go to gemba so part of us i say because because what you'll see sometimes is that the huddle will stop and people will turn and walk off and then start talking and they'll mm. be talking about the things that they should be talking about in the meeting. So right. there, there's often, you know, maybe hidden barriers or barriers that we haven't uncovered yet because you can't just expect that we have the meeting and everything's going to come out. So, you know, I, I really encourage leaders to, at least on their on their Gemba walks, they're, they're, they're catching up intentionally with people. They're having those one-on-one -on -one conversations. They're building you know, human relationships with people and, and connecting on a, on that level, but that they're also then, you know, seeing people in the wild, they're um, probably more likely then to be in, engaged in a meaningful conversation. It's in real time, often while people are doing their jobs and they can start to open up again around problems, frustrations, ideas, opportunities, and that, that, that can be brought back into the daily management system. So, I think there's a few different ways of tackling it. It's not. It's not perfect. It, mm -hmm. it, it, it just. It, it just isn't as good as good as it, it, it can be. There's still going to have deficiencies and gaps, and and we need to ensure that we're covering all bases. Again, that then we can talk about wider cultural issues and fear in the environment, the prevailing leadership style, all of those sort of things. We we have to be thinking about those. Ultimately, again, we want to get people to to feel safe to open up and to engage meaningfully because that's that's the only way we we improve sure sure it makes sense uh completely uh when, when it comes to you mentioned uh you know problem solving and and obviously the a3 piece and and we talked a little bit about that um would you maybe uh, walk us through you know like a, a huddle agenda or talk to me about because I think there's different camps uh, on this, whether you, you know, do you do active problem solving during a huddle meeting? Is it something you do outside of that meeting? Uh, is it, you know, again, part of your daily standup or not? What, what do you feel on that? Um, it, it's, it's probably not going into a deep dive. Um, so it, just in terms of a, an agenda, like I said, I think we're, we're just focused on those those key daily metrics um again daily <laughs> daily huddles can often drift off to a half hour um talk fest and then it becomes very problematic so we we have to keep it very tight we have to keep it on point on agenda 
um, and you know other conversations that need to happen offline need to happen offline. Um, I, I think it's always a case of okay, let's let's review you know the, the the last cycle or the last 24 hours what was our plan what did we actually achieve what went well what didn't um we need to look at um at a plan for the current cycle um are there any watch outs or potential problems and it might be a little bit of a, a looking ahead to the, the next day or two um and, and be proactive in that space again raise any of the issues ideas opportunities that we need to i think there's a an, an initial action and then away we go. I don't think it needs to go any more than that because yeah, we can we can disappear down the rabbit hole very quickly. <laughs> and right. there's only only so much time. And again, then we, we start to go down that path. I think we can lose a lot of value. Often we don't have the facts either. So then we get into that whole assumptions, jumping to conclusions and all the rest of it. And that that's not getting us anywhere. Um, so I, I think we need to be pointed. Sometimes those action points are just going to be go get more information, get more, get more facts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I uh, normally tell, you know, individuals that, you know, if, if a problem is brought up or identified, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be discussed or solved at that point. But you know, you can identify who the individuals are and, and you know, identify a time or when you're going to follow up on that particular issue, uh, because you also probably have people that are standing in the huddle that maybe um, don't have anything to do with that particular problem or issue that was brought up. So, you know, you don't want to waste their time either. Uh, but but you you mentioned, uh, I think, three points specifically that that make up a good huddle agenda. Uh, you said, you know, what happened yesterday? Did we, did we hit our plan? Did we not hit our plan? How did we do? Right. And then you said, uh, uh, what are we doing today or tomorrow? Like, what's the plan now, the going forward plan, uh, probably talk about, you know, what, if we didn't hit our plan yesterday, what are we going to do today to make sure we do hit our plan? Um, and then I think I heard one other thing was, uh, you know, just, uh, op, op, or, uh, roadblocks or any any issues uh anything that we need to talk about or know about problems that mm. might keep us from uh, meeting the goal whatever it may be i mean that's a simple agenda it shouldn't take that long right um makes sense it, 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 yeah, no, it's just, it, it keeps people focused and on track and i think like you said before really also looking from a problem solving point of view is really what's the next step yeah um yeah. that that that's it and and we go away with that that action um, again, if we're just looking at last cycle, current cycle, and looking ahead, uh, that that gives us enough. Often, as well, Patrick, with um, tier one type meetings, we might bookend the day. Sometimes uh, some businesses have two meetings, so they'll have one in the morning, one at the, in the afternoon as as a wrap up. So they'll 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 finish off. And sometimes they're actually really good quality meetings because the day is still fresh. You know and, and we can have probably better quality conversations and they're setting themselves up again and, and being proactive looking looking ahead to the the next shift or the next day so um again there's no hard and fast rules you could have one you could have three it, it, it doesn't whatever's going to work for you and your process and deliver value um again it can be a five minute conversation can really add so much um again focus value um to your day just taking that that little bit of time yeah yeah you'd be surprised uh i'm talking to our listeners here because i know you know this paul but uh you'd be surprised how many organizations that we go to and you know the the number one issue is a, a breakdown or a lack of communication and just that five minutes a day 
uh, just adds so much to that team in understanding, you know, how they're doing, what the plan is for the day. They're given a voice and opportunity to be heard, respected. Uh, it's just, there's so much value there. And uh, obviously, you know, very much something that both you and I uh, promote uh, with, with many organizations. Paul, what's been uh, maybe some of the challenges that you've had, um, you know, in, in rolling out SQCD boards with some of your clients? Um, <clears throat> so like we talked about before, um, yeah, so the, the time thing is often an issue. Um, the consistency thing is often an issue. Um, a lack of engagement. Um, you know, you a, a lot of businesses will struggle. It's like pulling teeth to get people to talk um, and engage. That probably then starts to uncover other issues in, in, in the business, deeper, deeper cultural or, or leadership type issues. I think they're sort of typically um, the biggest, um, like I talked about before, that perhaps sometimes the metrics, um, people go a bit crazy with that. It becomes too complicated or too visually overwhelming. Again, the, the visual board should be visual. It should be, again, we're talking about um, reducing barriers to entry and allowing people to access information and so we, we we need to ensure that that is as simple and as easy as possible so we can get the uh, the, the most out of that so i think they're probably some of the, the key things um again simply the consistency part and the discipline around that i think is, is paramount um because if, if you approach it in the right way over a long enough period of time and you, and you be patient with it um, and, and you learn as you're going, then you, you, you will get the benefits from that. Absolutely. I agree. Um, obviously, good discussion here, Paul. Uh, as we kind of wrap things up, I, I guess I, I want to ask you uh, anything, anything at all that you would say kind of uh, last uh, uh, advice that you might have for anyone listening in. If, if they're, again, hearing about SQCD boards for the first time, uh, thinking about visual management, maybe early on their lean journey. Um, any advice that you would give to uh, listeners about, um, you know, uh, first steps uh, or uh, maybe what what should they do next? What should be their next step coming out of this? Um, probably not a lot more to add, but it, it's really just to, you know, again, my, my, my first question is what does a good day look like? So, again, just really simply expressing those things if it's one two or three things and just just starting as soon as you can make make that time like you said before so many well ev ev certainly every organization that i walk into communication is by far and large the biggest issue communication and engagement with with their people um th this is the tool that really opens that up like i said it's not it's not a communication utopia but it makes a huge difference. And it makes a huge difference when you do that every single day. Um, that, that, is, that is meaningful. And I think as well from a, a, you know, a, a business or an organizational commitment, that's, that's huge um, to have the discipline around that. So again, don't, don't overthink it, don't overcomplicate it, keep it simple, but, but do it do it in in the in the right way um in, in terms of using that as a as a vehicle or a mechanism to open up conversation sometimes that conversation and particularly in the early days it's 
going to be a little bit unpleasant. It's going to be a little bit uh, confronting because there's going to be stuff that starts to come to the surface that perhaps as a leader you don't want to hear. Um, but it, we, we need to uncover the, the, the truth of the matter. So maybe sometimes I think leaders or organisations avoid that because they kind of know what's coming. So you, you've got to rip that Band-Aid off and um, just just do it. Yes. There's, there's, there's no, I mean, you, you and I know, but there's there's just no other way. Yeah, yeah. And and you said this, but don't don't be afraid, uh, you know, to don't don't feel like you have to have it perfect in the beginning. You know, just do it and then be willing to just uh, adjust as you go. Learn, yeah. adjust. It it doesn't need to be perfect. Just just start with something. Get it going. Don't give up. Stay consistent. I mean, all those things are so important. Paul, uh, as always, uh, well, third time on the show, you uh, clearly uh, appreciate you, appreciate everything that you do for the lean community. Uh, love having these conversations. It's always good. I, 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 I'm a lifelong learner. Uh, and so, um, you know, these are great opportunities for me to, to keep my skills sharp and uh, learning from, from you and obviously continuing to follow you on social media. So thank you for all you do. Uh, if there is anything, anyone that wants to reach out to you, uh, what's the best place for them to, to contact you? Um, as always, it's going to be on, on LinkedIn. So, um, yeah, please reach out and connect. Lots of people do. Um, I will and do respond and happy to engage and support and help. Um, so yeah, please, please reach out that way. Um, that'd be great. Perfect. And uh, along with your your past two episodes, we'll we'll make sure we put your your LinkedIn uh, profile link in the show notes. So if anyone's interested to get a hold of Paul, you can go right to the show notes and see those links there. Um, and then again, uh, Paul, we'll have you back uh, another time here down the road. We'll we'll, we'll uh, come up with another really good topic to to dive into and, and have have a chat about. So again, thanks for being on the show. Appreciate your time and appreciate everything that you do for the lean community. No, same goes, Patrick. Um, appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Lean Solutions Podcast. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to subscribe. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. If you feel so inclined, please give us a review. Thank you so much.